Welcome to Tattooed Freaks and Business Suits, recorded live in the kitchen of the Personal Touch Career Services in Denver, Colorado. I am your host, Donna Shannon. As a professional career coach, I help people navigate the hiring maids to get the job they really love. In addition to working with job seekers one-on-one, I do have a book out there. It's called How to Get a Job Without Going Crazy, and you can find it on Amazon. Uh, My guest today is Amy Wagner, a successful realtor here in the Denver area, and we're going to talk a little bit about what her career path has been like. That overall, our show's purpose is to explore and redefine the world of work, especially as Gen X, Millennials, and those to come after us seek positions of leadership that still allow them to be themselves. Every show, we will explore a topic related to business or job searching overall, and of course, we're going to talk about tattoos. Our sponsor is the Personal Touch Career Services, Denver's top-rated career coaching service. We focus on the practical tools for your job search, including resumes, LinkedIn profiles, job search coaching, and ongoing classes. Please check out our ridiculously long website, personaltouchcareerservices.com. Once again, that's personaltouchcareerservices.com, or, you know, you can just Google it. So good morning, Amy. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So thanks for coming in and meeting with us and being on the podcast. So to get things started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am a Colorado native. I know there's not very many of us out there anymore. I have been a realtor for 11 years. I went to school in Fort Collins at Colorado State University. I am getting married in less than a month. Oh, congratulations. Yes, and I'm closing, well, my fiance and I are closing on our first home this afternoon. Exciting. My birthday is next week, so I just have a lot going on right now and excited to add one more fun thing to what's going on. Great, great. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how did you end up getting into real estate? I ooh, hair mouth. I actually kind of stumbled upon it. I was in college, getting close to the end of my four-year college, and thought, I need a break. I can't do this anymore. What I was going to do um, needed more schooling, and I just needed a break. And we had a longtime family friend who was in real estate and said, why don't you come do real estate? And I obviously knew people sold houses, but that was kind of my entire education on being a realtor and met with the team and they said all right come on and here i am right and that wasn't exactly the ideal time to enter the uh, real estate market was it no that was 2008 and it was short sales and bank owns and foreclosures and i honestly i was too stupid to know any better Mm -hmm. you know i just i they said jump in feet first and i jumped in and that was all i knew Mm-hmm. So when I talk to other people that got in after or before, they say the same thing. Wow, what a what a tough time. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So it just, it was what I learned and learned to thrive with that. So even in that uh, difficult environment, you were seeing successes early on. I did. I called them my, 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 sugar, my sugar buyers, my sugar sellers, you know, these investors that that was all they were doing. They were flipping them, buying them at a low price from the bank owns that were trashed and turning around and selling them after they fixed them up. And I just, that's, that was my main client. I mm-hmm. didn't, I didn't know any, you know, I didn't know anything else about, oh, there are these first time buyers and these move up buyers. I just, I was solely, solely focused on investors and capitalizing on those short sales and those bank owns. And 
I think that's a really um, smart move on your part, even if it was just more happenstance than by plan. Because one of the things I want to talk today about today is being effective in either a boom or a bust market. So when I work with job seekers a lot, sometimes we take a look at what industries are going hot right now and use that as some of the guidance on what you might want to go into. So for example, the oil and gas market here in the Denver and Colorado area really took a dive over the past couple of years, and this is being recorded May 2018. And so we saw a lot of people that we were working with who had gotten laid off out of that industry. And yet there were still new college graduates coming out with their degree in geology, and they're like, I really want to do this. It's like, you might do it somewhere else. <laughs> right. And it's weird how it affected real estate as well, because there we had a huge influx, too, of people coming in, and then all of a sudden, well, oil and gas is gone. We're not moving. We're not coming there. The mm-hmm. jobs, the it's, so it's in that ripple effect of how it really does affect everybody. Right. But if it's something that you really want to do, and that you're passionate about it, or you have the commitment to say, so what if the market's tough? I'm going to find my niche and I'm going to make that work for me. That's kind of like what you did, right? Yep. And I, real estate, you have to be evolving. You're constantly learning, changing with the market. You know, people talk about the books, the real estate books that they had back in the day. And that was how you looked at houses. You had to go in, there was a huge book that had all the listings that were available and you looked through them. And now at the touch of your fingers at the internet, everything's there. Mm -hmm. So you have to constantly be evolving. So I started with the investors and then there was that big first time home buyer push where they were giving all these credits and closing costs and all these things to get the first time buyers in there. So it's constantly changing to what the market is doing to be able to stay afloat and stay successful, which I love because I never get bored. Mm-hmm. It's always something different. And okay, now that's fading out. What's coming in? What's the new technology that's coming up? Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you adapt to what's going on in the market? Yeah. Now, then there's the other flip side of when people take a look at different markets and getting involved in them, especially as job seekers. So believe it or not, I've heard a lot of this type of candidates coming into my office over the past year where they're like, oh, the real estate market in Denver is crazy. There's bidding wars going on. And if you're not in the Denver area or if this is way in the future and maybe this no longer a problem. So, uh, we have a massive problem with lack of inventory, mm-hmm. right? Huge. Yep. Tons of people moving in here. Yep. And it's insanely driving up the prices. So I get people who contact me and they're like, I think I want to get involved in real estate. I see all these crazy numbers flying around and they're like, oh, it should be so easy to get in there and just make these huge commissions because the uh, all the competitiveness. Right. But... That's not always the smart move, is it? Not always. So we definitely, I do a lot of trends and I, you know, the market is cyclical and I talk to a lot of people, but you see this huge influx in these type of markets and then it just drops off because people think the same thing. But because it is so competitive, because our inventory is so low, now we have more realtors fighting for the small amount of listings. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, if it, before all these people that think it's hot and think they can get in, there's less people. So there's less competition on the realtor side. Mm -hmm. So it's not only the buyer seller competition, it's the realtor competition to get these sellers. And with the buyers, it's hard. We're writing 15, 20, 30 offers for some of these buyers before they get a house accepted. Yeah. So yes, it's crazy and booming, but it takes a lot of work to get the offers accepted because there's so much competition. So it's a tough one. You know, I, I always say, 
I talk to realtors. My cousin is a realtor. He's been a realtor for almost two years now. And I come talk to me. Let's talk about it. Tell you what it takes. And there's been other realtors that think they want to get in. They start taking the class and they say, no, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. But I think I love the flexibility. I love being able to make my own schedule. It's something different every day. It just takes a certain type of person to get in and do it and have that. My biggest issue is the self-discipline because you don't have a boss over your shoulder. Yeah. You don't have somebody telling you, okay, you have to be here at nine o'clock every day. You can leave at five. You get a week of vacation a year. I can wake up in the morning and say, I don't feel like doing anything. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that constant drive to say, okay, push myself, tap myself on the shoulder and say, go, it's real easy to not make any money and not do anything because you don't have anybody telling you. Yeah. That's an excellent point. And I, Especially, and this is a gig economy too. So there's a lot of people who are filling in, doing side business or side things while they're still making, trying to get headway into like their chosen industry. But if you're not willing to show up, it's not going to happen. Right. It's tough. And I, you know, I've been doing this for 11 years and there's still times where it's hard for me to get up and do stuff, especially Mm -hmm. now with all this stuff going on in my life. It's so easy just to push my job to the side and I don't have anybody... You know, I don't, my only recourse is myself and not having any money and not having any deals, but I don't have somebody constantly nagging on me or at least reminding me, Hey, you have a job. You need to get this done. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to stay focused sometimes. So how do you keep your motivation up when you are putting in like 20 and 30 bids for a client and still getting rejected? It's hard. It's definitely hard. And there's times that I go home and cry. I know that my buyers are going Mm -hmm. home and crying and I'm going (laughs) home and crying because you feel for them and they're so emotional and they find these houses and there's, it's, it's tough. There, like I said, there's times that I just cry. I just have to cry and get it out and say, okay, we'll get it again tomorrow. And I look mm-hmm. back at my past clients and reach out to them and say, how are you doing? They're happy. They enjoy it. And that makes me know that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. If I keep pushing through because of my past successes, I know that I'll have success with these buyers and get them in. And they're, when they look back on it so many times, they say, man, would I lost those 10 bids or however many I was not ready to give up, but thank, thank gosh, good thing I did not give up. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for pushing us. And that's what keeps me going is knowing that I can make people happy mm-hmm. and get them through it. It's a tough times. And why, I guess my thing is why stop? If they're feeling so low and so dejected, let's just throw our hands in or mm-hmm. throw our hands up and throw in the towel and be done. Mm-hmm. No, let's get them past that sad point and get them to where they're happy and show them that it's worth it and not that waste of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Believe me, as a career coach, I have to do a lot of the same thing with people when they're looking for jobs. That makes sense, yeah. But uh, one advantage with real estate is you know when you get rejected. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, you say, okay, move on. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes when you're looking for a job, you don't get any response at all. Yeah, and you're waiting and waiting. That's true. Yeah, Yeah. you definitely. Although there are times there are, not to badmouth anybody, but there are some agents out there that just don't respond. They just stop. Yeah. So, if, you know, they say they've got 10, 15 offers. They'll tell the offer that got accepted, and then you hear nothing. So then you're calling and saying, what's happening? What's going on? And you never get a response. And then all of a sudden you see it pop up as under contract, and you think, oh, that's why. Thanks thanks for having the courtesy just to say, sorry, but we went with a different offer. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. What happened? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's... Does it happen a lot now since we're in a boom market and the other realtors are just overwhelmed? Yeah, it seems like now, again, with technology and how things are changing, there's ways to mass 
tell people so you can so, you know you can say okay these are the people that didn't get re- or got rejected right and email them or something so it seems like people are getting better about it and I think because it's happening to everybody mm-hmm. the listing agents have been burned on the buying side so they say I'm gonna have that common that courtesy and that respect to tell them no so it, it happens more than it should mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen all the time yeah got it makes sense makes yeah. sense so Sometimes, you know, when I see people going after a job, it can kind of feel like the deck is stacked against them. You know, they, they get so easily frustrated because there's so many job candidates or there's only a few positions being posted online that match what they really want to do. And you kind of face that with real estate, too. You do. And it's hard. Get, I mean, getting your license isn't so difficult. I, mm-hmm. I think I took classes for three months, maybe four months, four nights a week, and then you have a state test and a national test. Mm -hmm. So the national test is fairly easy. The state test is hard. I missed it by one. I failed by one question the first time. It was so frustrating. So actually getting your license isn't too, too difficult. And a lot of real estate companies will hire anybody. They just want the numbers. They'll hire you, but then they kind of throw you to the wolves. Yeah. So yes, you can get hired, but then are you actually going to succeed and are you going to find a place that's going to give you the tools and the support to succeed and I think that's that's a big issue too it's oh yeah well I can be a realtor anybody will hire me mm-hmm. but are you going to find a place and there are few and far between that are actually going to help you succeed yeah. so I think that's where it's a little different in other careers where am I going to get hired am I going to get hired well yeah I'm going to get hired but am I going to go a place that's going to help right Right. And give me that education and hold my hand and take, you know, have a managing broker or a team that's going to take you out on closings and showings and show you how to do the contracts. And that, I think, is probably a big issue. I was lucky enough to be part of a team mm-hmm. that was, they were so supportive and I could go out and, here, come to a closing with us. Come do showings. Come write a contract. This Sit down and listen to me call clients. That was helpful, but without that, I know I wouldn't have made it. Mm-hmm. There's no way I would have succeeded because I learned so much, and you take a little from everybody to make your own person, you know, your own personal set of how things work. Right. And that's so. I guess that's where it's different than other things. It's just can you find the tools to succeed? Yeah. So, what would you say have been some of your keys to success? Classes. Yeah. I'm a total nerd. Mm-hmm. I would go if somebody would pay me to go to college and get every four year degree out there. I would do it. Mm-hmm. So, and I just have taken that into real estate. Whenever there's a class, I took a class on Bitcoin the other day. Oh, I had heard this, you know, it's a buzzword. I had no clue what it was. I'm not very techie, but I took a class on it. Oh, now I at least have some sort of knowledge on what it is. And you're going to be able to buy houses with Bitcoin soon. Oh my gosh. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. It's very interesting in how, oh, it's a lot with overseas and, mm. but classes, just taking any class you can think of. We have required classes, update classes that we have to take every year. Take it in January or February. Mm-hmm. People are taking these update classes in November or December. Well, you've done gone the whole year mm-hmm. with all these updates and changes and you're barely making it through. Yeah. So it's just, it's taking the classes and again being able to change and seeing that change, and being flexible. Because mm-hmm. if if I was still trying to work with investors and people flipping, I I would have no business. Right. So right. So adaptability is a big thing. Yep. That's a, yeah. And I I'm not necessarily foresight, but foresight and seeing those trends and listening to. I hate watching the news and listening to all the 
fake whatever out not to say fake news but just everything in the scare mm-hmm. tactics and this but you have to kind of see where other industries are going technology and building and oil and gas and construction to see where things are going because if you're focusing on new builds well there's not a whole lot of new builds out there everything right. is apartments mm-hmm. and not condos for sale so if you don't realize that and you focus on condos and brand new builds you're probably not going to have the business so i think it's having you have to have a you know in touch with all the other markets and industries out there of what's going on that are going to affect real estate. Right, right. So one of the things that I do all the time is the, you know, constant personal education. So I like read the Denver Business Journal every day. I get the hot news on that. So, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes I go and I visit different job seeker groups and um, some of them are like executive groups and um, they'll go around the table. I'm looking for jobs here, here and here. And it's all like, you know what? I just saw that this place over there hired a new CEO it would be an excellent time for you to reach out to that person because a lot of times when a new boss comes in, they uh, bring in a new team because it's easier to retrain new people than right. to make the old ones adapt. Horrible thing to say, right. but it's true. It's true. Yep. You know, we know that. And just, uh, for example, this week, the big news in Denver is uh, Chipotle is moving. I saw that. I didn't. I saw a headline, but I didn't actually. Yeah, read. so they've had their headquarters here since they started, like in '93 or something, and now they have a new CEO, and he lives in Southern California. So they're moving all of the headquarters to Southern California. For one person, that's interesting. I mean, I know. He's well, it's a CEO, man. <laughs> yeah, he's important, but I guess they're gonna move everybody out there. <laughs> nope, only a select few. Ooh. So that's 400 people who are either going to be relocating or they're going to be out of a job. Hmm. So I know. Yeah. But those are the kind of things that, you know, I want to make sure I'm seeing happen in the market. Because if somebody says to me, and I'll get this sometimes, oh, I would really love to work at Chipotle. I don't care about salmonella. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, want, I want to be on the team to turn around this salmonella stuff. But whatever their case. And... It's like, uh, did you see what happened in the news? Right. Because if you didn't, you are behind the market. Yep. Yep. And it's interesting to in adjusting to what's going on in the real estate market, paying attention to those things too. Mm-hmm. And that's where we see the hidden opportunities in any right. market. Yep. And, it, you know, it's the con- the opposite side of that too is, you know, Amazon coming to Colorado right. or... I hate to say it, but the marijuana industry and Mm -hmm. seeing, okay, is there going to be an influx? How do we capitalize on those people moving from out of state? How do we get them before they're here? Because we know they're coming, Mm -hmm. whether we want them or not. Mm -hmm. And yes, it's good for the economy and it's jobs and it's those things, but we already have so many people here. But how can we capitalize on what's coming in and getting those people before they get here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually reading an interesting thing. Uh, yesterday in the Sloan's Lake area that there's mm-hmm. building a lot of new condos there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yes, these are so so affordable condos. I, you're rolling your <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yes. I, I must agree. I read the article and they're like, their uh, definition of affordable condos was two hundred dollars to $550,000 for 1,200 square feet and up. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually big. <laughs> that's yeah. They're saying, you know, 600 square feet is so common now yeah well i bought my mom a condo last year mm-hmm. and uh it's 530 square feet and uh we got it on the first bid because it needed some repairs we paid one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars for it 
And you know, in her same building, there's a, two other condos listed. I just checked on this, like on Zillow, just out of curiosity. Right. And uh, same building, same floor plan. One is listed at 166,000, and the other one's at 170. Yeah. Dude, that's like half the size of my office. Right. <laughs> that's your kitchen here. <laughs> yeah, just about. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. It's it's good. But it's just it's just an interesting shift and change and mm-hmm. what's where are we gonna go next? I don't think we're in a bubble. I don't think we're gonna have a huge crash like we did before, but something has to change. Yeah. Yeah. Something has to loosen up and Right. Because, again, it's cyclical. Everything changes, and people people get worried, and then they get worried the opposite way. They get worried about one thing. You know, it's that pendulum is always going to swing, and will it ever kind of settle in the middle? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Somebody's got to push it. Yeah. All right. Well, now it's uh, time for my favorite part of the show. We're going to talk about some tattoos. Yay, I love tattoos. And you have, like, a couple, don't you? I do. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Awesome. Some tattoos, yeah. So um, tell me about what you got. So my shoulder tattoo. Oh, that's beautiful. Is two humming, as I said, um, two hummingbirds. And it's my version of a devil and angel on my shoulder. So in Colorado, we have the broad-tailed hummingbird. Those are the ones that you can hear when they fly around. That's only the male makes that noise. Really? I'm a self-proclaimed bird nerd. So throwing my little bit of bird knowledge here. Uh And they're here longer and they're very nice and friendly. The rufous hummingbird comes in for a shorter period of time. And they're very territorial and they fly a lot further. So they come in and they kick the roof or the broad tails off the feeders so they can get as much food to head out. Oh, wow. So that's my my devil and my angel on my shoulder. Wow. Sit in there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And my mom has the same, uh, the Rufus hummingbird. She has the same one on her shoulder. So cool. Yeah. Um, Do you happen to remember the artist who did that? His name is Doug something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and he is at a tattoo shop off 104th and Huron. Okay. Uh, Mile High Tattoo. Ah, okay. He's done most of my tattoos. I have a wizard on my leg as well mm-hmm. and a spell book and things. So he's done most of my bigger tattoos. Cool. And he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And because he's so awesome, he's booked out two, three, four months. Yeah. So if you want to call him and get on his books, make sure you have time. Yeah. To yeah. wait. Unfortunately. Great. Now, uh, you also have some special promotions that you do for people um, when they're looking at getting in their homes, right? Yep. So I am part of the Hometown Heroes program. Mm-hmm. So we do, We it specializes in first responders, paramedics, um, doctors, nurses, teachers, military, nonprofit. What am I forgetting? And everybody that is part of those professions. So it's also the kitchen staff at the school it's the janitors at the hospitals it's the front desk staff so anybody that is any any of those helping positions and i rebate 20 percent of my commission both to buyers and to sellers and i have lenders that i work with that also do a 750 dollars rebate and some other free credit scoring and credit help and reports and things so very cool. Yeah. So, and like you talked about with prices in this market, on average, I'm giving people anywhere from three to $5,000 back. Wow. That's impressive. So, yeah. And they can do whatever they want to recoup their down payment. If they have repairs that need to be done, mm-hmm. want to buy some new appliances. So just to kind of help them get into a house. Cool. And how can people get in touch with you? You can call me, text me. My cell phone is 303 717 
5097. That's probably the easiest way. Or I have a long email, like your ridiculously long <laughs> internet or email or, or website. My email is amywagnerrealtor at gmail.com. A-M-Y-W-A-G-N-E-R-R-E-A-L-T-O-R at gmail.com. Cool. Are you on LinkedIn too? I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I am also part of the Ruby group. So you can search for either Amy Wagner Realtor or the Ruby group on Facebook. My LinkedIn, I should know this, but because I hate Nobody that. knows their yeah. URL. I think it might just be Amy Lynn Wagner, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I'm on Twitter. I think that's at Amy underscore Realtor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming in with me today. And we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, once again, please, please feel free to reach out to Amy. She does a great job. And uh, we shall see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.